This business of crashing, that's only because we've had these stupid idiots who had too much Bitcoin who thought they could play with this market. And they're wrong. They can't play with the market. Bitcoin is going to be ripped out of those sellers' hands. They will never own Bitcoin again. They will not be able to afford to own Bitcoin. They will have less because they play dumb games. Hello there from Bedford in the United Kingdom, the Bitcoin mecca of the world. How are you all doing? Pretty excited with Bitcoin right now. We're over 60k. I think we're going to hit 70k soon. We've been patient. Come on, Bitcoin. Do your thing. Anyway, welcome to the What Bitcoin Did podcast, which is brought to you by Gemini, who I am now using exclusively for buying Bitcoin. I'm your host, Peter McCormack. And today I've got another Bitcoin rehab. American HODL is back. And this time we are joined by Bitcoin Tina. But before that, I do have a message from my amazing show sponsors. And first off today, we're going to kick off with Exodus Wallet. Now, I told you recently how Lloyds Bank closed down my bank accounts. They gave me 65 days notice after being a customer for 25 years. I have now migrated to another bank, but it also proves the point that I needed a solution outside of the banking system. And what do we have? We have Bitcoin, right? So I've been increasingly moving my company to Bitcoin. I'm getting paid in Bitcoin. I'm paying people in Bitcoin. And my accountant is always whinging at me. At the end of each month, Laura's like, Pete, what the hell are you doing? I don't know who these payments are to. I don't know what they're for. And so I needed a solution to audit all my transactions. So when Exodus reached out to me and they're like, Pete, check out our wallet. I was like, you know what, guys, you crushed this. I'm going to use this. So if you want to check out Exodus, please do head over to exodus.com or search for Exodus in the Google or Apple app stores. And next up, we have Casa, the very, very best in Bitcoin security. Now, listen, if you are sat on a decent stack of Bitcoin and you aren't custodying it, or you have it all on a single wallet, it is probably time for you to get your shit together and start thinking about Casa. And I know what you are thinking. Do I need this? Is it going to be a pain to set up? Maybe some of you are thinking, what the hell is a multi-sig wallet? I know I had all these same questions, but honestly, it could not be easier to set up. And you get total peace of mind when you've done it. Now, a multi-sig wallet allows you to custody your Bitcoin, but only move by signing transactions from multiple wallets, ones which you distribute into different locations. And this is going to protect you from a range of mistakes, errors, and vulnerabilities. If you've got any questions about this, if you're thinking about it, you can reach out to me. You know my email address, and you can hit me up in my DMs on Twitter. But there is no better time to upgrade your Bitcoin security and get that total peace of mind. If you want to find out more, head over to keys.casa, which is K-E-Y-S dot C-A-S-A. And next up, we have sportsbet.io, the very best place for online gaming, because they accept Bitcoin, and I won another bet with Sportsbet this weekend. Liverpool, 1-0 down, just before halftime against Villa, I was like, you know what, we're not going to lose this game, we're going to win this game. So I stuck another 100 quid on Liverpool to win, and we did. Thank you, Trent Alexander, for that last-minute goal. Now, if you are interested in checking out Sportsbet, they do have every market you could possibly be interested in. They do cover football, but they also have tennis, American sports, motorsports, even have esports. They have every sport you can think of. And for new customers, they always have a range of promotions available. So if you want to find out more, just head over to sportsbet.io forward slash promotions, which is S-P-O-R-T-S-B-E-T.io forward slash promotions. Okay, so on to the show, and this is another fun one. We had so much good feedback about the last rehab show. Look, I know it's not for everyone. Some of you might be, what's this bullshit? I don't need this craziness. I want proper intellectual conversations. But do you know what? I also had loads of feedback. People loved it. So I've got American Hoddle back on the show. And this time we are joined by Bitcoin Tina. That's right. Tina took a break from screaming at people on Clubhouse and came on the show and screamed at me and Hoddle instead. 
Again, this one's super fun. We get into the current Bitcoin market cycle, some crazy bullish price predictions, and me and Hoddle jump back in for round two and have made another Bitcoin bet. Another half a Bitcoin each, an under over $300,000 bet. He has taken over. I'm taken under. If it hits $300,000 this year, I'm going to owe him half a Bitcoin. And if it doesn't hit it, he owes me half a Bitcoin. And we're going to set this all up with a discrete log contract, whatever the hell that is. Now, I know you're going to love this, but if you've got any feedback, you can reach out to me. My email address is hello at whatbitcoindid.com. Outside of that, go head over to neveredit.com and sign up to my newsletter. That's your daily dose of Bitcoin, macro, and tech. All right, have a great week, and I'll see you all on Wednesday. Tina, finally, finally I get you on here. It's taken long enough, man. How are you? I'm good, Peter. How are you? I'm good, man. Hoddle, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be on a podcast with Bitcoin Tina because I can just sit this one out. He's going to do all the talking. Uh, that's not true. We've got a we got a few things to resolve. <laughs> so, Tina, listen, man. Uh, I, I'm worried that you're going to give yourself a cardiac on Clubhouse. Every time I go to Clubhouse, doesn't matter what time of the day, there's a room and you're always there. And then I click on the room and I go in and you're yelling at people. You know, I figured out why that may be. I think a part of that are my AirPods. I swear to God, it's true. I, my wife, she never wears AirPods. And the other day she was watching something and she's like screaming at me. It's like, she never does this. And I think that I don't really hear myself with some of these AirPods. And when you don't hear yourself. So I, I have um, a headset now that has, you know, I can sort of hear the ambient noise. But when we I need you a bit louder myself, now. What's that? I need you a bit louder now. You need me louder? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that's, okay, that's the problem. Maybe that's what it is. I, 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 you're, you're, you're good now. But like, no, dude, you're always yelling at people, man. Because I think I'm not hearing myself. That's why I'm yelling. Because I'm wearing those AirPods and I don't hear me. And so since I don't hear me, I end up raising my voice. And I think that's part of the problem. This is a very convenient excuse, Tina. Very convenient. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I come in and it's like you you don't. I don't remember hearing you swear, but you're like you you're definitely yelling at people. It's definitely the AirPods. I'm I'm a guy. I'm I'm filled with love. I'm filled with love for people and Bitcoin. It's the AirPods that are the damn problem. You're shouting at shitcoiners. Well, they deserve it. And, and a lot of people, they always start off, it's funny because it always kind of goes the same way. And I don't know how I pick up on it. I was in a room the other day. <clears throat> the guy started off. I, I don't even remember what he was saying. But it was clear somehow that there was something wrong. And then some of the other people in the room started asking them, uh, so uh, tell us about Dave Coin." And they prompted him enough, he started talking. He says, well, I'm working on this thing called Paradigm, whatever it is. And they, ah, they, they knocked him off the stage. It wasn't even me. So the, these people, they, they, they have their own tells. They can't help themselves because they are there for a reason. They are mm-hmm. there to shill some coin. And they want to come into the Bitcoin rooms and they want to shill to uh, the audience that, that we've got. <clears throat> One of the biggest red flags is if somebody says crypto, right off the bat, you know they're a scammer. Right off the bat. That is a massive red flag. Huge. Well, there's a variety of things. Uh, we had a guy the other day when I uh, I had Weinstein on. for Got him for about 45 minutes on Clubhouse. And then we opened up the floor and some guy came on 
And I didn't realize D++, D++ warned me that he's like an XRP show. And he just wanted to have the conversation. And he tried to fill the conversation in by how the technology can help Bitcoin. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, look, d- look, dude, like I was even nice about it. I was like, come on, man. We, 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 we're just having a chat about Bitcoin. Like I respect you. You want to invest in these things. That's cool. We're not going to do it now. And he was like, started to lose his shit and say, why do I always get kicked out of these rooms? It's just like, look, look man, you're we're, censoring we're me. Right now. You're censoring me. I want to talk. And, uh, well, they should, they should, they shouldn't mind the censorship because they own coins that uh, can be censored. So they should get used to that. Ooh, Tina in with a hot take. You know what, Tina? It's for the, about it's the true. first for the for the, about the first eight months of talking to you online. I thought you were a girl. I think everyone <laughs> thinks that. <laughs> I've heard that before. Actually, like, I met some people. I, I don't want to. I don't want to mention the names because I don't want to embarrass them. But I had met some people at a conference, and the guy said to me, "I thought you were a girl." Said, that was me. No, that was no, me. No, it was not you. That, I that, said that to that you was, at that dinner just, at that home slice barbecue. I was like, I thought you were a chick. I was that like, who's was this? Not ch- the fir- it was not the first time I heard that. I was like, who's this chick sliding into my DMs? <laughs> Wants to tell, talk to me about Bitcoin all the time. That's so funny. But it's, it's because not, there it's because there is no alternative is a very no bo- it's it's a very boomer meme. I think younger people don't know it. They've never it, heard it. It must before. be because I, I actually I'll be honest with you, I didn't even realize that was a Maggie Thatcher meme when, when I met Max in San Fran. He actually had mentioned that. I, I actually didn't know it. I only knew it from Rick Santelli because uh, he he had used that uh, on CNBC around the time, like two thousand eight or nine. Have you got like a boomer telegram group with you, uh, you and Gary Leyland and, <laughs> and Max? I do not. Maybe we need a boomer telegram. It sounds boring though. It, the, uh, I, I like talking to the uh, to the young guys like uh, American Hoddle. But I, I love talking. Look, I love talking to Max and uh, Gary too. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, we should introduce you properly, Tina. Like, tell people who you are who don't know you as much as you want to tell. Like what? You've got a background. You've got an interesting background. Yeah, but I, I don't talk about it that much. I, I uh, traded <laughs> yeah, for many years. Yeah, you do. Yeah, uh, you do. <laughs> you, you literally, you, you always talk about it. <laughs> every, Tina, every Tina story starts with, I used to trade, and here's how I used yeah. to do it. <laughs> so you guys should give my background, because I think you may know it better than I do. Like, yeah, but like, it's, it's nice for you to introduce it, dude. I, I, I traded for years. I... Uh, uh, followed markets for years. I've been interested in uh, in Wall Street, and I uh, ba- basically, I, ironically, <coughs> had bit, a bit of a macro bent. Uh, some of my best trades ever were were macro trades. But I also looked at individual stocks. I I, I did a lot of my own research. Um, I did a lot of individual work, and and, and basically, uh, I guess, had I not kept thinking that. Uh, we're going to have a deflationary depression and the Fed was going to do the right thing, I'd have had a lot more money. So uh, made that mistake. Finally realized after like 20 years that, oh, this is stupid. And it became obvious to me that the Fed <coughs> the Fed is never, you know, policy is going to be easy forever. Uh, unless, of course, they decide to get religion, in which case they'll crash everything. But Bitcoin will still do great. And, and at least you get your money out of, out of Bitcoin at that point. Um, so I mean, you, mostly, mostly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you did you get the Bitcoin thing straight away, or did you like take a few? Did you have to, did you have to bump into it a few <clears throat> times, like some of us? I did bump into it a few times. So I heard Trace Mayer, uh, 
in uh, 2014 at a conference, and uh, I talked to him afterwards. The guy who was running the conference kind of poo-pooed Bitcoin, and uh, I respected the guy who was running the conference. He's a pretty good stock analyst, and uh, I was still really interested. I went and talked to Trace after he presented. We spoke for like a half an hour. I thought it was really interesting. And I, I didn't realize, realize this till later. I stupidly did not ask him, so how do I buy Bitcoin? Which was really dumb of me. And then it just kind of, it fell off my radar. And uh, just it, it just didn't hit me up. I had subscribed to another newsletter and uh, never paid attention to that newsletter. For some reason, I started looking at it in 2017 and they started talking about, they were talking about Bitcoin. I think they're probably talking about it since 2016 at least. And it caught my attention again and it was moving up and I started doing work on it in May of 2017 and then bought my first Bitcoin end of September 2017. In fact, you know, I was talking about it a lot with people trying to learn, trying to understand. And uh, somebody said to me, I said, so you've been talking about this for a while when you can actually buy some. So uh, I said, yeah, that's a really good point there. So I, I'm, in, in, in some ways, my experience is not different than many other people's kind of dragging your feet, getting into it. Um, you know, the idea of getting over zero is so important. And <clears throat> I kept doing work and uh, just dove down the rabbit hole. But it, 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 it I, I wish that I had uh, not let it slip off my radar. And then there were times when friends had discussed it with me. And again, I was like most people, like, eh, well, I don't really need that. That's, I'm doing other things. That yeah, seems but we to all be did the that. Uh, theme for people. Well, right, you just asked. I said, yeah, same thing, same thing happened yeah. to me. We all wish we got there earlier. I'm not fucked up a few times, but it happens. Hold on, man, how's your week been? It's been good, man. I've just, uh, God, I'm so fucking bored. I need a new all-time high like yesterday. I thought we were going to hit it like, what, last night or the night before? Yeah. And uh, nope, stuck in fucking 59K, fucking purgatory forever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is like the longest, it feels like a really, really long consolidation. Although I, I know I'm just addicted to the dopamine rush of new all-time highs. I don't even know why I care because I'm not a trader, but I just, I'm addicted to seeing the number go up on the screen, you know? Can you, uh, can you watch your language? I've had two emails this week saying uh, there's too much swearing in the show. <laughs> Tell those people to eat my dick. Uh, politely. <laughs> respectfully. Respectfully did, shove my dick in your mouth. Respectfully. Uh, I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do that. Also, my dad, you, I told you, my dad's going to listen to this one. Because my dad, my dad, my dad, I can't get him to listen to my podcast. And he, and he was like, give me one show to listen to. And I, uh, I, he listened to this one and he basically really likes you. So he was like, oh, let me know when he's back on. So, <laughs> Cheers, dad. <laughs> well, uh, it goes to everybody except... Peter's dad. Everybody else can eat my dick. Peter's dad seems like a very lovely gentleman. <laughs> Sorry, dad. What does your What does your father think about you getting an Aston Martin? Does he think he you're too it. big for your britches now? No, he's like you've worked your fucking balls off. Like he knows more than anyone how much I've worked and how much shit what I've been doing like the last five years. He's like loves it. What do the Bedford townspeople think about you? Um, they see you driving around like, look at this motherfucker, this guy. Around here, we we like we. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't talk to anyone. I talk to, my dad gets his jag this. My, my dad gets his jag this week. Do you know I bought my dad a jag? Oh yeah, you bought your dad a jaguar too, right? What the yeah, fuck, so Peter? Why why are you so high time preference, bro? 
the plebs are not going to enjoy this, okay? They're going to be like, yeah. this is about so- sovereignty. How dare you? I know. I kind of I kind of enjoy that side of it. That's why I keep posting pictures of it, just to fuck with them. <laughs> does it really not fuck does it really not fuck with you that um the money you spend on like let's say an Aston Martin now? I know you have your stupid block five nonsense where you've like worked out a, No, it's not even that. Intri- it's not even that. I know, I know. But does it bother you the opportunity cost of like all the wasted potential fee? because you know, Bitcoin's at 60k and that seems like a lot of money, but we all know and believe that it's going into the multi-millions category and then into the tens of millions category, right? So it's like yeah, yeah, every but, Bitcoin but you I'm, waste now is is a potential $20 million in the future. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a 42 now, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's only so going to take another 10 or 15 years for the you know S-curve to play out in terms of adoption. I'll be it's not going to take forever. Well, yeah, well I've but, done... Oh, sh- I have to say something, then I forgot my dad. Well, actually, my dad knows. I've done a lot of drugs in my time, so I might not even live that long. <laughs> so, you know, I, look, look, I think I, I I totally get the whole thing and what everyone's saying, blah, 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 and it's a good meme, but at the same time, I'm 42, man, and, like, I'm starting to get a lot. I feel like I'm getting older quickly, and, like, everything's starting to break in my body. Well, this uh, is interesting like, with... Time is scarce with, as well, dude, and, like, what's the... You, I've got to enjoy something. Yeah. This is interesting with Tina because Tina, you're in your 60s, right? So, like, a lot of people in your no, age, not yet, dem- not yet, not yet. Are you f- not yet. 50, 50, what? 50 something? Late 50s, late 50s. Late 50s. Okay, okay. Late sorry, 50s. sorry, sorry, Get, sorry. Getting sorry. real, getting really close to 60. Really close. Um, close. So, okay, so Tina's like 50. And I feel 59. like, and I feel like everything's breaking too. Well, you should <laughs> definitely be spending some Bitcoin, Tina. I plan on it, but here, here's the thing. I, I actually think it's going to hit some really high numbers pretty fast, and I just don't want to part with too much. I think we're going to see... I, I, first of all, I don't think it's a one-year phenomenon. <clears throat> I don't think it's a one-year cycle, and then it goes to hell next year. So I, I, think, I think it's going to be this year um, two, $300,000 by year-end. I think Ooh, you have a, some correction. And uh, and then uh, year after is going to be between five and seven hundred thousand dollars. Year after that, it's going to be a million to one point two million. And I and, and unless un, unless uh, you know it goes to like two or three hundred thousand this year and goes to over a million next year, like million million and a half, which is really possible uh, that you get you know what what I call the hardest trade, where it just doesn't let people in. And I think that. Uh, I think you're going to get a lot of FOMOing in. And I think there'll be a lot of uh, big buyers who are going to not want to chase it, but they're going to come in and buy the dip. So I, I think this works out very differently than most people think because I frame it differently than most people frame it. Yeah. Also, look, hold on. Listen, I haven't actually sold. Like, I took, I took finance out on the Aston. And What about uh, the Jag, though? Are you selling it for the Jag? No, I'm just paying cash for that. But the all I'm doing is miss like opportunity cost. Opportunity cost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like I've stacked this year. Like this last year, I've stacked, man. So I'm happy where I am. Like, but we both we, know you never have enough Bitcoin. You never have enough. Yeah. Do but you, you really feel happy time. with your stack? Do you really feel happy with your stack? Because I don't. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't feel happy with my stack. I don't feel well, happy look, with my stack. I would like more, but I, you know what? If 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 it goes to what Tina's doing, says is right. I can have whatever holiday I ever want. I can buy Bivertown Football Club, and I'm happy. I got everything I need. I, I don't see. Need- I thought during the bear market, I really thought, I really believed that I was doing a really good job stacking, 
uh, living on less, you know, um, going hard, buying at the right time, buying the dips. And I did manage to meaningfully increase my stack, right? But when I look back on it, I think, God, there was so much shit that I spent money on that really was just a waste and I didn't actually need. And if I had had a little more discipline, and I know you got to live life and blah, blah, blah. But like there was stuff I just straight up didn't need that I spent money on because of just human weakness, right? Like because I just couldn't help myself. And so when I look back on my performance over the bear market, I really have to give myself like a B plus and I wanted to give myself an A plus and it just wasn't fucking good enough, unfortunately. You're never going to spend all the money you make from your Bitcoin. He shouldn't. You what shouldn't. Do you mean? Yeah, you're going to spend it. I'm you actually leave worried. It your, I'm, leave it for your kids, right? You know, I'm yeah. actually. Wor- I'm actually worried. That, you know, <laughs> after taxes, it, my no, my my whole concern is I'm 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 trying to figure out. You know, when will we be able to borrow against it in a way that makes sense, um, so that we really don't have to spend very much, and, and uh, that's that's actually my biggest concern because take a big tax hit. And then spend it, and you don't have the the money to spend. I would like to be able to borrow against it, and ideally, I'd like to be able to do it uh, in a way that's trust minimized. Listen, if it goes to where we think it's going, Hoddle, you can leave a shit ton for your kids and still not spend it all. I know that. Uh, my yeah, view is course, like you, I was, I was trying to think of a ratio today. Like, if you spent ten percent of your fiat gains, if you spent ten percent of your fiat stack. They're like priced it in fear and spent 10% each year. You can have a great life and you never run out of money. Yes. But I, do, probably, I want to know what that probably accurate. I want to, I want to know what the, the good ratio is. So by the time I get to the end, there's still like a there's there's an all right amount to leave for some people. But I've like because I, I'll give you an example. Look, it's, it, this will sound like a sad story, but it's 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 a good way of explaining it. You you um you know you know you know about my mum passing away a few years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like my dad worked like a motherfucker his whole life, right? Like literally worked unbelievably hard to give us a good life, right? Send us to a good school and all that shit, right? Like he used to do, he used to go in and work 24-hour shifts at the airport. They used to call it the ghost shift. Or he would do uh, like four days on, four days off. And the four days off when there was overtime, he would take in. Sometimes he would just go straight through. Like I, know, I don't know anyone who's worked as hard as him. And they retired. And they, I think they got about 10 years I'm trying to remember. I think they got about 10 years, nine years in Ireland. But like maybe seven years in is when my mum got sick, right? And they didn't know that was coming. And, you know, so so stuff happens, right? You know, yeah. oh God, I, I hope I live old. But what if I, what if next, what if next year I get cancer? Or what if in five years? Like, I want to make sure I'm still enjoying stuff. Like, having holidays, doing stuff I want to do. Yeah, there's the opportunity cost. But time has an opportunity cost, Right. Yeah, that's I've, already, I've, already, so- I've, already ha- I've already had cancer and a heart attack. Fucking hell, man. How are you still alive? <laughs> huh? I'm still Jesus. alive, yeah. I, I didn't even know wood. that. What See, I, I, I don't talk you, about you, it. You don't talk about it? Okay, well, I want to I had prostate I, cancer. I had my prostate removed. Jesus. My father died that's, from it. Hold so on, did my father. My father, my father died from prostate cancer. Yeah. So, yeah. Good, good shit that you got it removed. You see, I just, yeah. I feel this, I, I have a different perspective on this, Pete. I think that we come from this very materialistic, uh, consumption-based uh, culture where we have all these ideas of, I need a, you know, a fancy car and I need to go on these fancy vacations and I need to do this and that. And, 
yada, yada, yada. And I need to basically die with a, a picture book of memories from all of the trips I took to exotic locales and, you know, things like this. And uh, really none of that is meaningful. None of that is, is spending, like spending the money so that you can spend time with your loved ones. Yes, that is very important. And that is always important. And you should definitely do that. You should spend money where you can to earn back time. But spending money on material items, I think, is just always an absolute waste. Like, oh, and, wait, wait, uh, uh, and Peter, hold on, hold on. Go on See, go on, my, I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to make a bet with you, and it's not a bet. We're going to actually bet money on, but I'm going to bet that the joy you got from giving your father that jag is going to be much more than the joy you get from any car you give yourself. No, no, fuck him as well. No, I'm only kidding because he's going to be listening. <laughs> no, no, it is. Look, listen, my dad, my dad always wanted a Jag. Like as a kid, that's it's, he always and and and, and 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 you're going to get you're going to have a lot. Of, don't you? You have a lot of joy giving him that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he yeah. always wanted one when I was a kid. He always like it was the X, I think it was the XJR he always liked, and he could never afford it. He spent all his money putting us through school. So I was like, he, I'd always planned to get him one, and then yeah, it was a bit earlier than I planned. But he phoned me up uh, a couple of months ago because he's got some Kia thing and he was like he's thinking of changing I was like oh for fuck's sake if you just wait three months so I've actually bought it sooner than I wanted to but but no I, I've definitely got a lot of joy out of that I've done some stuff for my brother and sister like uh, and, and various other people and I think do you know what I think the difference is I'm going to make two points firstly have you listened to Rogan this week at all uh, I have not no so it's a wicked one it's, it's well it's really worth listening to he's got this guy on Brian Green and they're doing about uh, mm. here it is. it's all about like physics and Quantum fabric of the cosmos yeah, yeah. i know brian stuff. green mm-hmm. but uh and it's really good it's really engaging but um he actually said something R- rogan which i thought was quite interesting I, I was like thinking about it driving I was down in london today driving down and he said materialism drives innovation because we want to consume stuff and because we want stuff then people have to make stuff that's yes. better no no okay and that drives I totally i 100 agree with this but you should demand better stuff If you are going to part with your Bitcoin, the scarcest asset in humanity's history, the scarcest money that we've ever known, the hardest money we've ever known, if you are going to part with that, something that can literally, one Bitcoin could literally give untold, uh, you know, fortune and prosperity to your descendants. If you are going to part with that, you need to demand something of pristine quality, something super high quality that is actually meaningful to your life, not plastic consumerist garbage that ends up in the Pacific Ocean, which is what we often spend our money on in this sort of high-velocity trash economy. And what I'm saying is this, is that like I would James like Bond's to spend- car. Yeah, well, cool, cool shit. Like, right, like if there was a flying car, I would want one. I would spend money to get a flying car because that would be fucking awesome, right? But we don't have stuff like that. What we have is just apps and plastic garbage, Right. And so I don't want to spend money on plastic garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's not me. It doesn't make my life meaningfully better. I want to hold out for something that is going to make my life meaningfully better. So I, I, I will hold out until the items that I want to see that make my life meaningfully better, that change my life, come into existence. That's when I will spend okay. Bitcoin. I think. Do you know? What I think another difference is though. I think you care about your total net wealth position that you get to. I think yeah. that's an important number to you. Because I think mm-hmm. if, your, if your position takes you to billionaire status, you're like, I fucking made it as billionaire. I think, and I don't give yeah. a shit about that. Like, I, I give a shit about, can I complete the game? The game is like getting through to the end of life without going through as, going through as little hardship as possible, right? Whether that's like 
I don't know, heartache and your family and your financially. But like, if you can get through to the end of the game financially okay, you've done well because a lot of people fucking struggle. And I, I'm all, I'm going to be okay there. But like, I there's just wanna, also like, though this. There's this thing, there's this Satoshian sort of principle of wealth, right? Where like Satoshi has a million Bitcoins, but he's never spent them. Now, did he burn the keys? Is he dead? Is he somebody with superhuman discipline? We don't know. But what we do know is that Satoshi is not taking part in the wealth that he generated for the entire world. So that creates this origin story at the heart of Bitcoin that the thing you do with Bitcoin is... You could be you could, you could well, be creating mythology. The coins haven't moved, right? So yeah, that we know we don't for, know why. for certain. So if, we, yeah, we don't know why, but he still is not taking part in the wealth that he created. But you could be speculating right? based on your bias that you want it to be one way and it might be another way. But Who knows? The, the, point, the point remains that the coins have not moved. And so what I'm saying is that if we are going to be the men who change the world, if we're going to be the people that change the world and we're going to sort of follow in that, uh, you know, that path in Satoshi's footsteps, which like, yeah, it gets a little religious, uh, you know, a little mythological when I start speaking this way. But that is how you set the world right, by basically planting seeds in a garden that you never get to see, by leaving behind a legacy, and by not spending today on cheap consumer crap, but by demanding a better future for yourself and your children. Yeah, but I don't I disagree with, with that. I, I, I totally agree with what American Hoddle just said. I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I mean, I look, I'm not buying like cheap, stupid shit. I mean, well, that Aston Martin's made of plastic. Yeah. Fuck off, yeah. that's a great car. <laughs> you're, buying, you're, buying ex- you're buying expensive, stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, uh, and and no, Bedford Town will be expensive, stupid shit. That will be, but that, yeah, whatever. Or I, I get the well, point no, you're I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I, I understand you're wanting to do that. I, I my only argument would be that <clears throat> you won't have to wait that many more years before that Aston Martin buys you really substantially more something really substantial. I think it's only going to be a couple of years. Yeah, but listen, most, if I had, if, firstly, I didn't, uh, uh, like I say, it's on, it's on credit, so it's opportunity cost. Um, and even if, even if I had, it's not like I had one Bitcoin and I sold it today and bought that car and therefore I, I'm fucked for the future because I've got no Bitcoin left. There's like, I'm not even in that position. Um, right. You know, the, the, the half a Bitcoin I want off you will probably pay for that car by the end of the year. Now, then I would sell it. No, then I would sell it, and I would probably have your name engraved in it. That, all right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> See, wanna, you should just, like, paint, you could paint it on the hood and the trunk. And the, maybe the something point, on the side. The, the point I'm trying to make about this, and I'm, I'm sure Tina has thoughts on this, is that, you know, we live in a world right now where the baby boomers broke the social contract. Uh, they They left their their children less than they were given, uh, right? And, you know, there's a lot of things that went into this. I mean, they were saddled with the embedded growth paradigm, which happened post-World War II, in which they had to grow at all costs in order to sustain the economy. What they figured out was that they couldn't grow the entire pie for everyone, but what they could do is grow slices of the pie for the super wealthy. And that's when you get to Reaganomics and trickle-down economics and you get to deregulation and you get to fiat currency, right? And then you have this group... I, I, this, I, actually, don't, I, I actually don't think that was what Reaganomics was. Well, I, think, I, think most, it, I think most of that I think most of that comes out, out of Fed policy and being unwilling to take economic downturns. So you drive rates to zero. The macro story is that they couldn't grow the whole pie for everyone anymore. And so they found a trick, a cheat code. And I agree with you, that cheat code is 
you know, uh, creating a counterfeit currency, essentially. And so we live in this society where our parents, like for me, I'm a millennial, you know, I would, I would, I'm, I'm probably the age of uh, Tina's children, uh, you know, or around that same age. We have been left less than we were supposed to be left. And we know that. And there is no social contract for us. The institutions don't work the way that they were supposed to work. We have no buy-in in our society. You know, at the same point uh, in the, the millennial age range, the baby boomers had something like 30% of total wealth. We have like 6% of total wealth. It's a pittance compared to what was given to us. And we're not going to be able to participate in the same games that the boomers had, like buying these, uh, you know, like these, all these McMansions that are all across the Sun Belt are sitting empty because boomers can't find buyers for them because they built these, you know, shrines of stucco with faux turrets, uh, <laughs> monuments of ignorance to themselves. And they got boosted because of Fed policy. Uh, you know, the By the way, that's that's, cons- crazy. that's consumerism. That's that's yeah, real consumerism, and that's that's a lot of wasted. That's a lot of dead capital. That's huge amounts of dead capital that could have gone into far more productive uses in terms of building businesses, developing technologies, and it went into it went into it was wasted. I, I argue with people all the time that buying a house is a consumption item. Your house is a consumption item. It's because you choose to live that way. But they were sold yeah. a bill of goods that your house is an investment. Your house is not an investment. Your house is a consumption item, and people massively overbought. Their homes, money could have gone to much better use. Uh, I fully agree. Really a bad use of money. I I fully agree mm. with Tina. And and what my point what my point is here is that essentially, you know, um, I I don't want to follow in those footsteps of leaving nothing behind. And what I figured out, especially during like uh, the, the you know the pandemic and everything, is that what I really want is to spend time with my family and to go to nice meals occasionally. That's that's all you, I really you, want out of life. You, know? you told me you want to buy a plane. Well, yeah, I mean, when I'm a billionaire, I'm totally, totally going to buy a plane, of course. <laughs> le- le- Lisa, Lisa, <laughs> Lisa, don't buy it, Lisa. <laughs> you know that joke, right? Yeah, I Float, know that joke. Floats, flies, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or fucks. Yeah, I know that That's one. the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Hoddle, Tina, and I get even more bullish. But before that, I do have a message from my amazing show sponsors. Okay, We're going to kick off with Gemini, my new exchange sponsor, who I am now using for buying and selling Bitcoin exclusively. But we're mainly buying right, because we're hodlers. We're not sellers, are we? Now, I've been using the Gemini app for buying the dips, but I also set up my dollar cost average with twice monthly buys of Bitcoin, and I'm yet to see a better or easier interface for doing this. So you should definitely go and check it out. They've absolutely crushed the UX. I also just want to give a massive shout out and thanks to Cameron Tyler for supporting the show. I've been talking to them quite a bit, and I've been super impressed with how much they want to help and support Bitcoin and the financial commitments they have been making for supporting devs. It's very, very cool. Also, they've got an open book. They said, Pete, any ideas come to us, we are willing to listen, which is also very cool. I'm very much looking forward to working with them and the whole Gemini team. And if you want to find out more, just head over to Gemini.com, which is G-E-M-I-N-I.com. Next up, we have BlockFi. Big shout out to Florian and Zach, killing it as ever. Now, BlockFi is the future of Bitcoin and financial services, and they offer a number of products for Bitcoiners. With BlockFi interest accounts, you can earn yield on your Bitcoin. And listen, I've been a customer for nearly two years ago, and I love my Bitcoin working for me. 
Also, with their Bitcoin-backed loans, you can now borrow against your Bitcoin without selling. And you can also now register for the BlockFi credit card, which is launching imminently, offering a 1.5% rewards back on all card purchases. If you're interested in checking BlockFi out, I recommend you do your own research and then head over to BlockFi.com, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com. And last up today, but not least, are my friends over at Ledger, the world's most popular hardware wallet. A hardware wallet allows you to take custody of your Bitcoin. And I have been a Ledger customer since early 2017. When I first got back into Bitcoin, I needed a wallet to safely manage mine. And I bought a Ledger Nano S and I'm still using that same Nano S today. Now, Ledger makes it easy for you to safely manage your Bitcoin using their Ledger Live software, which interfaces directly with your device. But you can also connect your Nano S to your Android phone to manage your Bitcoin on the go. If you want to find out more, head over to ledger.com, which is L-E-D-G-E-R.com. Hold on, should we talk about our bet? All right, let's see what Tina thinks about it. Because I've accepted it. Hold uh, on, put out this thing on... Twitter, and I was tempted by it, and now I've accepted it. He's uh, He said he thinks Bitcoin will hit $300,000 before the end of the year. He's willing to bet half a Bitcoin on it. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that bet. I th- it's a tricky one, because I did the interview with Willie Wu, and I, like Willie fucking nails it. Like If you look at his analysis, he pretty much nails it every time. And he said he thinks he tops out around 300 k I think it comes in short. Willie did say 300 is his bearish take. That's minimum. Well, I I, yeah. I I I don't know what this year does. I I'm much more interested in next year than I am this year. I'm See, intrigued this by is the, this is the thing. It's the people like Tina who get me to not want to take this bet because we are seeing these really long periods of consolidation. Uh, institutions are setting the floor with all the buying that's going on. You know, I just. I don't know. It could be that the cycle is going to lengthen significantly and then we don't hit 300 in this calendar year. So make it's the, just make the timing. The bet, make, it, make, make the bet harder. Make it like 250, 265. It becomes a much harder bet. You want to change the terms of the bet already? 250. Uh, I don't know. I think I thought No, no, because, because I, that, do that, feel, that, see, I do feel extremely bullish about 300. But then I'm also well, like, it, it, it's the it, timing. See, it's the timing, I, right? You know? No, no. That, well, that's why I have all. What, my prediction always was for this cycle of two to four hundred thousand dollars minimum. But yeah, when yeah, I yeah. said that, when I said that, that was not twenty twenty one. That was twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. And by the way, the cross asset model is two eighty eight cluster for a four year period, and there's no implication of it selling off, and could reach two and a half times that number. According to Plan B, so Corey, see, Corey from why, Swan hates the model. He yeah, I know he does. I know he does. He that's that's Corey's issue. But that's does not Cor- that's not the point. That's that's not the point. The point is the point is I have always thought number one, I expect the model to break on the upside. Number two, I expect there to be basically much smaller percentage corrections with extensions because I think my framing, as I've been telling people, is last decade Bitcoin was perceived by most of the world as an illegitimate asset. So you did not have wealthy guys coming in to want to buy Bitcoin on dips, which meant that Bitcoin dropped very significantly because you didn't have guys who were worth 20 million, 50 million, 100 million. You didn't have institutions that wanted to buy it. I think that's different this cycle because you have that really big money that's going to be desperate to buy because they're going to watch it go up 10x. I mean, this year, start of the year at 29,000. If it finishes the year at 250, let's say, that's a 
pretty big increase. You're talking about, what yeah. is that, 8, 9x? That's a big number. So slight correction, I got to buy me some of that. And next year, it goes from 250 to 5, 6, 7. Right. Year, you get a correction. Year after, it goes to 1.2, 1.3, 1.5. Then you Let's front run the, the halving, and you're, you're at $2 million in 2024 on your way to $5 million by 2025, 2026. So right. this is all going to push much more aggressively because you're not going to have those dips, and people are going to realize that they're missing out. And somewhere along the way this decade, you're going to get this flashover experience where people say, oh, my God, I don't own this or I don't own enough of this because pretty much everybody's going to feel like American Hoddle does it. He doesn't own enough. <clears throat> and me, except uh, I don't work, so I, I can't buy that much more. Got it. So, feels like we're in Clubhouse um, again. So, so <laughs> it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go up anywhere from 2, right. 4, 5, 10 X. In the course, hold on, in the course of a month. <laughs> and people are going, you're going to watch a massive repricing. You're going to watch a massive repricing. You're going to watch a massive repricing. Tell them about the repricing, Tina. Tell them about the repricing. It's going to be a massive repricing in very short order as people scramble to buy Bitcoin. Move into the audience. Scramble to buy Bitcoin. All right, listen, we could talk about next year as much (laughs) as we want. Uh, I I have it in my head like slightly tighter range than you. I'm like it's between 250 and 350. Like I've got this weird thing. I think it's between 250 and 350, but I I, I think it comes short of 300. I do. But at the See, same time, I, I actually, I think, hold we're hold going, hold hold I think we're going to 500. Listen, That's what I think. What I'm saying is I, I, I'm going to take the bet because I don't think it does it. But I wouldn't be surprised, even if it did a million, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's like, I'm, you know, because yeah. it's always... This year, a million this year, Peter? What I'm saying is nothing... A million surpri- this year? The, nothing on the upside ever surprises me. I don't think it'll happen, but like, if it happened, it'd be like, well, that's Bitcoin. Like, huh. All surprises yeah. are to the upside. I've been saying this for a few years now. All surprises True. are on the upside. And, and by the way, Bitcoin's natural state, it naturally wants to go higher. Bitcoin <laughs> wants to go higher. This business of crashing, that's only because we've had these stupid idiots who had too much Bitcoin who thought they could play with this market. And they're wrong. They can't play with the market. Bitcoin is going to be ripped out of those sellers' hands. They will never own Bitcoin again. They will not be able to afford to own Bitcoin. They will have less because they play dumb games. And guys who hold on to their Bitcoin are going to be insanely rich. He took some warming up, Dana. Tell him. Yeah, he took some, he took some warming up. This is why I wanted you on. <laughs> You're like, why is he so chill at first? Once he gets going, like Hoddle, are you doing the better what? Or are you changing oh. the terms? You know, listen, I'm gonna puss out today. I'm gonna <gasps> puss out. I Jesus. know, I know. I cannot because here, believe it. Because here's the thing: you're up a half Bitcoin. I'm down a half Bitcoin. And the idea, listening back. to Tina, listening to Tina's rant about Bitcoin going to five million dollars. And then the idea of losing another $2.5 million after I already lost a $2.5 million is, uh, it hurts. It hurts could, a lot. You could, you could that I've accomplished my goal to keep Peter from getting your Bitcoin. Because <laughs> this, thing, this thing's going to be at such a high price come 2025. Hoddle is going to have to wear this around his neck for years. And he's so young. Look how young he is. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna wear this. He's going to wear this for 70 years. Live to be 110. And he will, he will remember you. American, this will be, this will be like a permanent etched memory of Peter McCormick's existence. He already this has that. Because America, no, no, I no. Know, it's I want to for, forget, Tina. 
I want to forget he exists. Do. I know. Right, let, right. And let, it's, he's going to wear it around his neck. He's going to be haunted by this. You Don't you love American Hollow? You don't want this man to be haunted by this. He's going to live for years to come. Life extension <laughs> is going to be enormous with medical technology. And he's going to have to think back, oh, my God, that, that, listen, that British listen. son of a bitch be, cost, me, cost the- me all that money. I'm going to be in the cryo tube just like Peter fucking McCormick, that motherfucker. Tina, uh, you've already had so one good. heart attack. I told you I was worried about you. Hold on, listen. He's already going to live with this memory. I'm already half a Bitcoin up on him. So whatever happens, he's already... He can, he can, put, true, he can put this past him. You you are like a quits. devil on his shoulder. You're like a devil on his shoulder trying to get another half a Bitcoin out of the man. No, but think about it like this. If he if he wins the bet, he gets back to even. I'm gone. I'm out of his life. In that. You, but are, he, you are... You are... You should have been a... Peter, you should have been born a woman. You'd be perfect. You are a temptress. Hey, listen. I... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize. I thought Hoddle had bollocks. I didn't realize he was going to piss it out. All the big talk, giving it large on Twitter. <laughs> I, I knocked American Hoddle out with that. When you're dealing with a temptress, you know. I mean, what you... <laughs> so what, what's the deal, Hoddle? You pissing it out for now? You got. But if you want to be a good temptress, you got to shave that beard because nobody, nobody wants that beard on the back of their neck. No, that's fuck it. Fuck true. it. That's not true. I'll do it. Doing, Let's do it. Fuck you do it. it. Let's, on. Let's on. do it. All right. So, how are we doing this time? Because I can't fuck it up. Like you said, we're gonna do, okay. like set up. We're gonna this, we're gonna have I'm gonna have contracts. I'm gonna have Ben come on. Ben Carmen. He's gonna hook us up with the DLC for this because I listen. That Is that, that will be contract? the better discrete log contract. Yeah, that'll be yeah, what, the discrete what is log that? contract. That'll be the better way to do it. What yeah, is I mean, it though? Like I'm, I'm we on have some to like we have to figure out what the that's thing, a multi sig. That's a multi sig that 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 that, that uh, has an oracle for the decider. Yeah. So you hold one key, Hoddle holds one key, and the DLC holds one key, and the oracle will will they have to pick an oracle. You have to pick an oracle yes. that says that it went over that that amount, and then that that basically signs the transaction for the winner. Okay. We'll just pick like so, the coin, the Coinbase price or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't think. But you got to make sure. You got to make sure. You got to make sure that not at year end. It has to. If it crosses three hundred k at any time during the yeah, year, yeah, so, then then Hoddle wins the bet. Yeah, that's what we've agreed. Yeah, I've yeah, got to. Su- yeah. I've got to survive until uh, midnight January first. January first. Yep. You hit at any other point you when the win. ball drops. Wait, re- 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 till midnight at at, Til- at wait on UTC time when the. When the ball, when the ball, when the ball drops, the ball drops. That's that's New York time. That's not. That's not. Yeah, you're talking about New York. New York ball dropping. New York runs. But that's not. America runs the world. So when the Times Square ball drops, wait, you better be clear on this. That is not. That is not. That is not zero hundred UTC time. Dude, what if we get a what if we get a rally There is a point of contention. You have to get. You have to make sure that you get this precisely right. Okay. Okay. It has to hit by midnight New York time, uh, January first. Uh, I'm cool with that. If it hits before then, at any point, you win. Okay. Even if it wicks up, I'm in. Even if I'm it in. wicks up, so we I know. Also- we know for. We know for a fact it's going to hit 300 by New Year's Day. A few hours later, that's almost a certainty. 
We know with almost a certainty that it will, it will hit 300K like right after the bet's over. See, it's like, I, the way, it's like the way option contracts work. You buy an option, it expires worthless, and the very next day, whatever <laughs> you bought that call on goes to the root, goes to the okay. moon. Here's well, the thing. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to just barely win this bet. If I win this bet, we're going to like 500K, 700K, mm-hmm. 800K. We're going way above 300. If Pete wins, it's because we go to like 250 and top out, you know, or 260 and top out, yeah. right? So yeah, it's it, we're either going to get hyper bullish in the calendar. We're not. Year. No, we're not. We're not topping out because that's just the first leg of a journey to five million by twenty twenty five. Well, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. But yeah. we might still have a crypto winter or Bitcoin winter. You know what I mean? I mean, it, like, listen, it'll super last cycle, a week and a half. It's not a foregone See, conclusion. See, there's a lot of confidence this year, and it makes me think back to 33K by July. Yeah, that 33K by July, uh, the confidence goes out. I do, I, I, look, I don't think we have an 80% drawdown, and I think that we've got some pretty heavyweight dip buyers that now exist in the market who are ready to buy up. Um, but, I, but I'm not, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised in January we see a massive dump and we go through a bear market. It wouldn't surprise me. We also I, we expecting. haven't seen any any exuberance yet, really, either. You know what I mean? I mean, people have been putting positions on, but we haven't seen people like desperately FOMOing, which tends to happen at the end. And you got to remember that a lot of this price action happens in the last forty eight hours, right? So, like, uh, you know, or it all comes within forty eight hours. So, what we might see is like there's two days in middle of November or early December where it just like. Pete looks like he's winning the bet all the way up until the end of the year. We're at like 150. And then all of a sudden we get two days of price action where the price goes to 305 or whatever. And I win the bet. So like, it's, it's going to look like I'm losing this bet for a long time uh, until mm-hmm. I finally win it. You know? Mm-hmm. I tell you what though. But we all win when Bitcoin goes up. Except for Pete exactly. who's going to lose a little. You know? Well, but if, if I do, because I've kind of got this... Um, you know, finance, like I've spoke to my financial advisor and we agreed, like if I can win half a Bitcoin off you every year, I know I don't ever have to sell any of my Bitcoin. See, that's where you fucked up is because my financial advisor is Bitcoin Tina. And uh, your financial you advisor know. will say, stop betting Pete for fuck's sake. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much. I owe, I'd say stop, I, stop betting Pete for fuck's sake. I also owe Jimmy Song. I have to buy Jimmy Song an expensive steak dinner if we don't hit 100K by May 1st. So we have to hit 100K Ooh. in April. Otherwise, I, I owe Jimmy one. Song an expensive steak dinner. Shut the fuck up. No, I haven't. Uh, I think we're, going to 100, we're going to 100K. Stop being bearish. Mm. Stop being no, bearish. No, no, it's not bearish. I just, I, th- I think these- That's bearish. I think these leg up. I think Anytime these we're going to 100K this month, this fucking month, let's go. I think these leg let's up go. take a bit of time. Oh, the only what's thing the in listen- your favor- What's the listenership the of what Bitcoin did? What's the listenership of this show? How many, mil- what, how many per, millions? Per episode? I, I don't know. I've done over 10 million downloads now. Okay, listen. Everybody who's listening to what Bitcoin did, you need to smash by right now because I am not buying Jimmy Song a fucking steak. He is buying me a steak. God damn it. All right. You all need to help me push this price to 100K. Do your you part. Know you. You know what's going to help you? Stack hard. You know what's going to help you? You know going to help you? The Coinbase IPO is what, three days away? Some people think that might have a downward pressure on the price. I don't, I don't agree. I think it's going to have an upward pressure on the price or it's going to cause upward momentum in the price. Yeah, maybe, maybe, with, maybe with a lag. I don't know. I mean, do they seem, does that, does that seem expensive? Like, by the way, value in them 100 I, billion? I think the, uh, the rumor that you've heard the rumor that Walmart bought a billion dollars worth, right? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. That'd I be think when that FOMO. I think when that 
when that rumor is confirmed, that will be extremely massive FOMO. Extreme. Because mm. Walmart's By a lot way, different I, than Tesla. Yeah. A lot different. I, I, was, I was listening to Dan Held talk about uh, <clears throat> the potential public companies. And, and I think that when you look at valuations like Coinbase and these other companies that uh, might come public, I think it makes Bitcoin look ridiculously stupid cheap. Trillion dollars is like bupkis. It's like nothing. I mean, Bitcoin is, Bitcoin's going up so much. It looks just insanely cheap to me at these well, levels. When you think, it is. think about the ratio, because I've not, th- I, they're like, they, that would be value in Coinbase about a tenth of the size of Bitcoin. Right. And, but, but it's more than just that, because he came up with uh, the, a bunch of exchanges that, that basically get you to 300 and some odd billion dollars. That, that's crazy that, uh, you know, that kind of infrastructure. So the infrastructure, in the space is amazing. Bitcoin is way too cheap, and there's way too many morons putting money in these shit coins. But, but is, is Coinbase overvalued? You know, because what, what was there? No, no. Their... I think I think it indicates. I think it indicates that Bitcoin is insanely cheap. That's the real issue. Bitcoin's really stupid cheap. I, I'm telling you, when when Bitcoin passes Apple this year. And and I don't know when it's going to pass Apple this year. I just know that it will pass Apple this year. That's like one hundred and twenty thousand dollars this month. You're this going to month, see nonstop. Yeah. It could be this month. That's going to be nonstop coverage on C <laughs> CNBC, on Fox Business, CNN. Yep. Or it's going to make all the news. It's going to make people's heads explode. And, it, and, some and of the you're going to have. Twi- some of my most favorite, most retarded Twitter bears are out there calling cycle tops currently at 60K. You haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen fucking anything. This is nothing. We're in April. This is the beginning of fucking April. The bull run goes all that, year. And if Tina's right, dude, come on, look at the you're cycles. Da- you're look da- at, you're look down at, half look a Bitcoin in a stake already. <laughs> look at where we are in terms of, do you, do you ever follow the having tracker on Twitter, Pete? Uh, I don't know. I'll pull it up. Is it, is it an account? Yeah, it's, a, and it's an account. Oh, hey, this is a hilarious tweet. Stony Bitson says, if you think Pete Bitcoin is when someone buys a fancy car that gets parked in a pikey poverty garage woodshed, then you are here for the wrong fucking reason. <laughs> he totally doesn't get British, uh, uh, he doesn't get British humor. I think, so about you, I think that one's about you, Pete. I think that one's about you, Pete. No, no, Hold of course on. it's gonna... dude. Like it's because I took the 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 Aston down to the Bedford Town Football Club with Peter Schiff. Um, okay, the having tracker. This is uh this was put together by uh Bitstein and uh basically the current price is 59k. The 2012 scaled price should be at this point in the cycle 136k. The 2016 scaled price at this point in the cycle should be 36,000. And the average scale price is sixty nine thousand. So we're tracking more or less in between uh, the, yeah, the yeah. post twenty twelve and the post two thousand sixteen having, right? Why is it? Well, yeah. By the way, why is Stony so angry, bro? I, I I don't know, man. You did did you do something to him? I, I did you stack existed. a wall incorrectly? <laughs> I I I dug a hole. I dug a hole incorrectly. Now, why is he so angry, dude? Like, he, I, I block him all the time, and then he gets banned, and he comes on, and he just starts yelling at me. And like, it's, it's, that is the is best he, part about being, uh, about being banned is when you get to come back, you get to get re-blocked by all the same people. Why, well, I'm not going to this time, because why is he so angry? You know him, though. Why is he so angry? I don't know him that well. I don't know what his beef is with you. I think, you know, your whole thing of, uh, you come on, bro, come on. You do this. You continually poke the hornet's nest on purpose. You know you do that. No, I don't. Come on. Yes, no, you I do. A hundred percent. 
The British plebs aren't like this. <laughs> the, the British plebs are, have got a lot more class. What do the British plebs do? They, um, they, they, they'll say, look, Pete, I'm a bit, bit disappointed in I, you. I don't know. Isn't Beauty on British? I think he is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's a pleb. Uh, but Stoney's so angry. Like, all the time. You go on his, go on his Twitter, it's just like, fuck this, fuck that, you fucking status cuck. Like, every, like, <laughs> why is he so angry? Yeah, but, but he's also got no bollocks. I'm like, come on the show, man, we'll talk about it. He's like, and he, he always runs away with his little nuts. Uh, why is he so angry? Do you know him in I person? I don't know him in person, no. I've talked to him he's before. He's, he's a good angry. dude. He's a good pleb. Good pleb, dude. He's just angry. What makes a good pleb? What makes a good pleb is just uh, the ability to call bullshit whenever and wherever you see it. That's what makes a good pleb. And stacking and living on you, less you, than you, you, cut, you, you, you cut out. You cut out on that. Living a humble lifestyle, you know. I do that. Living a humble lifestyle and calling Aston bullshit. Martin. Aston Martin's a humble lifestyle in the UK. <laughs> Maybe you should yeah. get yourself a Rolls Royce. You can you can buy one off. Uh, exactly. you, you, no, I'm not going to say Hold that. On. Never mind. Yeah, Rolls Royce. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty humble. I just make jokes about it. I make like when I'm not being humble, it's it's a joke. Like I'm I'm trying I'm trolling. Yeah. I That's hey I is. believe you. I believe you, man. I believe you. Hey, you're the you're the king of the plebs. I'm definitely not the king of the plebs. You are with you. The like plebs not, have the plebs side. have no king. The, you know the best way to be a stab, <clears throat> stabbed by the plebs is to declare yourself king of the plebs. Then you'll immediately get stabbed in the back. <laughs> as, as it should, absolutely. as it should, as it should be, as it you fucking are. should be. You, absolutely. You, when absolutely. you were texting me the other day, you're like, uh, "I run this show. The plebs do you, look to me. You, I'm in charge." Do you know that? Do you know that uh, Michael Saylor follows fucking Dieter Bob on Twitter? Do you know that? Why? That. Why? That guy's insane. Like, why follow he's Dieter? Down, he's down with the cyber hornets, dude. Well, Pete, Pete, you can, you can probably say whatever you... Dieter's just a fucking moron. You well, he probably has a mental can illness. say whatever you... Yeah. Yeah. You probably can say whatever you want about Dieter because he probably doesn't listen to your show. So you're safe. Now. No, this is the funny <laughs> thing. This is the funny thing because they're all like, fuck you, you're an idiot, I hate your show. Especially that one you spoke to Brian uh, Armstrong when he said this, or that one with... It's like, it sounds like you're listening to every fucking episode. <laughs> they, wa- they, they, they listen to know what they don't like. Yeah, the plebs, be- the plebs beat up on Tina a little while back. Tina was taking Did all they? plebs on at once. Yeah, he was fighting them oh, all Oh, I once. remember that. I remember that. I saw some shit, some um, WhatsApp messages get shared out or something. <laughs> what happened there? Well, I, 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 just, I just wanted people to have some dry powder in case it went lower from these stupid sellers. So... You know, I, I I wanted people to be able to pick up their Bitcoin uh, cheaper. In case I it was think, crazy. I think Boomer. But I don't. I never. I, I never. I, I, I that was. That's probably the only time I ever tweeted anything that was somewhat cautious. I, you know. For whatever reason, Bitcoin has this has this history where when people get status in the Bitcoin community, uh, they end up attacking Bitcoin, right? And so the pleb, the pleb movement is sort of a defense against that. Like guys like Roger Ver or Jihan Wu or uh, Jeff Garzik or Gavin Andreessen. I mean, we've had a lot to- of Trace Mayer. We've had a lot of Bitcoin heroes who have gotten too big for their britches and who have needed to be, you know, metaphorically stabbed in the back. And the plebs are there sharpening their knives at all times, waiting for you to mess up. And the minute waiting you do, for they're... They're going to stab you. Yeah, the minute you launch Pete, Pete Coin. Pete Coin? Pete Coin? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm launching Pete Coin next week. 
Actually, I might I might rename it Plebcoin for a joke. Just do an pleb NFT. Coin. That's oh. enough. Just do an, an NFT. NFT you'll get Plebcoin. A pleb a pleb yeah. FT. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, man. So Tina, don't mess with don't mess with the plebs. Tina, yeah, Pete. I thought so. I thought you got banned from Clubhouse. I did get banned from Clubhouse. Somebody somebody reported me for not using my real name, but it turns out Bitcoin Tina is my real name. (laughs) 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 My parents were way they were way ahead of the curve. It was very hard going through elementary school with the name Bitcoin Tina. It was for anybody who has. For anybody who has not been on Bitcoin Clubhouse, uh, Tina is the wrecking ball of Bitcoin Clubhouse. He, he acts as an enforcer in every room. If you start off your sentence with even a mild whiff of shitcoinery, Tina will give you a 20-minute lecture about what a fucking idiot you are. And uh, he does this often and repeatedly, and it's great. And I think people in the audience really learn a lot from it, and every, all of us on stage are pretty entertained by it. And so I think that there was a coordinated attack by a bunch of shitcoiners and people that Tina was, you know, quote unquote Mm. mean to, to get Tina reported and then ultimately banned. But you know what? The power of the plebs is stronger than Clubhouse because Tina is back on Clubhouse and he's yelling at people more than ever now. It's amazing. I think people who wrote in in support of me really helped a lot. Uh, All I gave them, I did not give them any real ID. I gave them the top of my Twitter profile. I gave them, uh, I I said, look, I'm I'm on Twitter. This is my, uh, this is my pseudonymous uh, brand. And it's my brand. And so uh, they wrote me back. So I I, I don't want to read what the hell they wrote. But it's basically, uh, okay, you're fine and you're back. Right, we all, are we all going to Miami. Yeah, fuck yeah. Tina, you come to Miami. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe I can maybe I can stay with Hovel in his Airbnb. There you go. I already kicked Preston Pish out. <laughs> I know he you was, did. That's why I said he was trying. He was trying to stay with me. I was like, he, nah, he, bro. he didn't ask like, you know, for American yeah, Hovel. I was, I was like, you're not cool. You're not cool. Twitter, sorry, sorry, Preston. Like, you're a cool guy and all, but I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. You know. Just How do you go and do kick it. Preston Pish out? So hey, you know it's a pleb palace. Uh, plebs get first dibs. Pleb palace with their I, pleb king. You know, I mean, I can't. What am I supposed to say, bro? But now I'm a little scared because I think Preston has spec ops training, and I'm I'm worried he's going to sneak in and and uh, slit my throat in the middle of the night. So got to sleep with one eye open, or just stay drunk the whole time and don't go to sleep. That's my that's my real plan for Miami. <laughs> Which plebs are going? Is it nice plebs or angry plebs? Bro, I don't know. Listen, they're all nice. They're good people. The plebs are good people, man. Some of them are. Some of them are. Plebs are great people. <laughs> Some of them are fucking mean. You know, Bitcoin so needs like Bitcoin. Bitcoin needs to be defended. The, the cyber hornets defend Bitcoin, and and that's we're not a we're not a polite culture like you guys over there either. Like America is a very uh, brash culture, much more so than England. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed. We don't that. like being. We don't like being polite. Being polite is a waste of time. It's inefficient, you know. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. I've noticed that. But you're much nicer <laughs> in person. So, well, everybody's right. a douchebag on Twitter, are they not? Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Even Lex yeah, Friedman, like, who quote unquote loves us all, he blocked us all. You know. Yeah, that's on you. I listened to a show. I think both Nick Carter and Pomp both did an excellent job. I think both of them did. Um, Especially Nick, I think Nick absolutely killed it. Um, I just, I don't, I don't think Bitcoin is really for 
Or Lex. Has, has he had his Charles Hodgkinson's show on it yet? God, I don't know. I would never listen to some shit like that, ever. I hope, you know? I'm, I'm going to listen to that one. It's, it's, amazing, it's amazing how early we are that all this shit is still going on. Like, it's fucking crazy to me. You know, I mean, I really, in my heart of hearts, believe that the people would wise up and that the shitcoinery would stop. This is one of the things that makes me think that we're not going to see a Bitcoin super cycle as Tina laid out because it's too rational. It's way too rational and humans are not rational actors. These motherfuckers are out there buying JPEGs, Pete. The hardest money in existence is right here. They can buy it for $60,000. You can get a million Satoshis for 600 bucks and they want to buy a fucking autograph for a JPEG? Are you it's fucking kidding autograph. me? It's, it's an like autograph. an autograph that points to a JPEG. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know? Like, how many times were these people dropped as a, as a fucking child that they're, they're still continuing this behavior? It's, it's egregious stupidity. Irrational exuberance on fleek. Like, these, they just can't help themselves. Everybody wants to fucking mint an NFT because it's quote-unquote free money. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah, yeah. It Ugh. is, yeah. Listen, it's so uh, aggravating to be smart. It's so fucking aggravating. <laughs> we will cover NFTs another time. I did it. With, do you know what? I made a show with Jimmy Song about NFTs, and I didn't even bother releasing it. I was just like, "What's the point? I'm just going to put it out there, and everyone's going to yell at me. All the shit is going to yell at me. That's true. So I was like, I just and I the Bitcoiners too. Yeah, I said to Jim, I can't even be bothered to release it because it's just going to be people yelling at me. And I, I'm kind of like, I think the shitcoin is in that way of one because I'm almost like, I can't even be bothered to criticize it now because I just get yelled at all day and get called Peter shit. I, th- I, I think the I'm thing with NFTs is that Bitcoin is incredibly complicated uh, and it takes a lot of study to understand and it's very multidisciplinary and you have to be pretty high IQ to under like to really grok it. Whereas digital art is a pretty accessible avenue for most people to get in, right? Yeah. Now, it's fucking stupid, but most people are fucking stupid, unfortunately. Exactly. So I'm getting dragged away from my kids. Tina, do you want to rant about anything before we're done? (laughs) All we need to ever talk about is the price. I'm done. You're done. You don't want to shout about anything. You can. Just you can't do 20 minutes. Oh, well, I can't do 20 minutes. What's the point? <laughs> Tina, I, I don't, once I, once I, Tina I don't, gets worked up, he can't stop, you know? He's got to yeah. keep going. That's true. That's true. It's, like, it's like going downhill. Is it like a, exactly. is it like a, a Formula One car? You've got to get it warmed up, and then you can't let it cool because it, it dies off. Pretty much, yeah. I, I, I have, you know, I, I really want to stress that uh, these people who, who, who think they should own a proof of stake just don't understand anything. Uh, there, there's, there's too many people who, who buy these garbage coins, and uh, there will be a time. I was having this conversation with uh, John Seth a couple of days ago, and I expect, I and I don't dude. know when this happens, but I, I expect. Uh, what did you just say? I love that dude. Peter, yeah. just saying, I love John I, Seth. I, yeah, I do too. Uh, I, I expect, and he expects, there will be some time in the future when pretty much all the value gets sucked out of the altcoins like really fast over the course of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a few weeks or a few months and, and just goes right into Bitcoin because people finally realize these things don't do anything. They don't actually yep. serve any purpose. But people are so freaking stupid. They you know what's amazing? So stupid the sh- crap. The shitcoiners are actually going to be the people to get into Bitcoin last. They're going to be Ironically, the very yes. last. Yeah, yeah, very last money in. It's going to be It's going to be interesting. It'll be a, it'll be so funny when these guys are waiting on our tables. Don't let them spit in your food when they're waiting on our tables in the Citadels. 
Yeah, oh God, you're going to get me yelled at for these last comments. Listen. Um, I hope you heard that, Mark Cuban. Don't spit in my food when you're waiting tables. <laughs> Banana boy. Banana coin. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, love you both. Thanks for both coming on. Uh, I'll, Thanks, I'll Peter. Text, I'll text you later when I'm in the bath. Tina, appreciate you, dude. Yay. Oh, bet's on, right? Bet's on. Uh, yeah, bet's on. Bet's you're on. gonna speak to speak to Thingy. We'll we'll hook up a show and we'll set it up and yeah. yeah. And I'll talk to Ben. Sure. And we'll do a deal. We'll do a DLC for it. Bet is on. Okay, nice one. Look, love you both. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Thanks. All right. How are you? Is have they recovered from all the shouting? <laughs> oh man, when we first got going, I thought. Maybe Tina only really shouted on Clubhouse, but it didn't really take him long to get warmed up. Uh, I just hope he uh, doesn't have a cardiac doing these uh, shouting sessions on Clubhouse because I love Tina, man. Look after your health, dude. Um, I really enjoyed having these two on together for Bitcoin Rehab, and these are quickly becoming some of my favorite shows to record. They're so much fun, and it's good. Listen, I'm making 13 shows a month. I've had some people reach out to me and moan about certain shows, say, I don't like this show, or don't make that show, or don't have that guest. Listen, I make 13 shows a month. You don't like one, you can skip it. There's 12 more you can do. Or there's other great shows out there. There's Stefan Levera. There's Marty Benz Tales from the Crypt. There's John Vallis. There is Anita Posh. There's so many fucking shows out there. Listen, just let me make some fun ones. Don't worry about it too much. Anyway, what do you think? Are you enjoying the rehab series? Let me know. You can reach out to me. My email address is hello at whatbitcoindid.com or just go and jump into my Telegram channel. Ben Prentice is killing that, helping people out with lots of Bitcoin stuff. Listen, if you want to support the show, please do head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. Hopefully, you think I deserve five stars, maybe four stars. If you think the show's shit and you want to leave me one star, well, then you go and do that. Outside of that, please do also go and check out my daily newsletter from neveredit.com. That's macro, Bitcoin, and tech. Apart from that, have a lovely week, and I'm going to see you all on Wednesday.